Hola, I'm Paulina. Hi, I'm Bricia. And we're sisters, friends, daughters, wives, and business owners following our dreams, just striving to be a better version of ourselves every day. All right, and we're also moms. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Super Mama Sisterhood. sisterhood. And I was jumping on the waves with Carista and he was like, oh my God, this is the best ever. We get in the car, we get home. She cries because I woke her up. I was like, I wish I didn't have any kids within like three hours. <laughs> she stopped me right there. She was like, Risa, I want you to understand this. I seriously believe that our children choose us and we don't choose our children. Right. Your baby chose you to be his mom. Mm-hmm. He knew what kind of mom he wanted, and he chose you as his mom. Oh, that's right. Nice. We're all sisters here to inspire, support, and guide each other to dream bigger and to enjoy every moment of this extraordinary journey that is womanhood. Listas? Here we go. <laughs> Super Mamas! Hello. Hello, Super Mamas. Hello, everyone. Happy. Tuesday, if you're one of the, you know, are there loyal fans that just can't wait for Tuesday to come and, you know, we have a new episode. It's Tuesday. Uh, how are you, Paulina? What's, what's new? I am excited. I feel like I haven't, like, I mean, I know we recorded last week, but I feel like the past couple weeks, I love how I tell you how, how you are and then I just start talking about myself. <laughs> Never mind. How are you, Paulina? <laughs> um... <laughs> Good. I'm happy that birthday season is finally over. I know. I only have one more birthday, my best friend, mm. this week. And that's it. I'm done. <laughs> Yay! And no more birthday until next year. Um, I love how every year I'm like, I'm not going to do any more birthday parties. And then I do them all over again. Are you going to do like one birthday for the three of them? It's, or are you going to do... It is still on the side. My husband is like, can you say there's a one day <laughs> for everyone so we don't have to go to our house? I, Fine. He doesn't have still, to come to my house. We still, have to, we still have to like do your birthday dinner. We still have to do my birthday dinner. <laughs> you were like... Per, popu- per popular request, it's going to be uh, Posolisa. I love how like... You said that last night at my birthday dinner. I was like, oh, and I know how much Eduardo wants to do one more birthday at my house. And he was just kind of like... <laughs> he's like i think i'm working that day <laughs> yeah but i mean it, it was um i remember when you told me that i when i have the babies i get depressed because it's such a busy time for mm-hmm. everybody and then like now i'm like yeah like it's always so busy every like everything happens around this time and everybody's just <laughs> going just, a thousand per hour just re- just rephrase that because it just sounds <laughs> really bad you <laughs> So one time you told me that I have my babies during this season of mm-hmm. the year, all three of them, and we're so everybody's so busy and everybody's is everything's just going so fast that I'm at home like in a stop, and that's why I get depressed because everybody's that, just no, going. One of the reasons that you that that <laughs> the pressure might get triggered is because you see everyone yeah going 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 and you can't because you know you're yeah you're ch- you're cherishing a new life <laughs> yeah so you think like you know you're like no i'm not important or something you know that might be and i said that might be <laughs> one of the reasons not like that's why you're depressed <laughs> i was talking to my best friend today and and, and she was like hey but like stop demonizing me didn't you- <laughs> i i don't think that's a bad thing i thought like that that anyway, was a really yeah. like i was like oh yeah that makes sense um 
And she was like, wait, you didn't do this? this? I was, we were talking about like the other dad. And I'm like, no, I, I didn't do it last year. She was like, why? I'm like, I had the baby. She was like, oh, yeah, that's true. I'm like, I missed a lot of things last year because I had the baby. She was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> I was like, I know. That's crazy. Now this year, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm back. Um, but yeah, birthday parties like October. are done. October is like now we're now I'm just worried about Halloween. <laughs> oh, no, I'm planning my Christmas already. I don't know. I'm going away. Oh, yeah, we talked about it. I'm going away. We just can't figure out where. You're either like going to Montana, <laughs> Montana, or Colorado, <laughs> or Canada. We're probably gonna end up going to Big Bear or something. <laughs> just like we're gonna find fake snow somewhere. Head out. I just want to go somewhere where I can have a white snowy Christmas. Yeah, I know. That's one mm-hmm. of I've been to the snow twice in my life. That's true. So I'm very excited that to be in the cold and the snow and be the snowman and share that excitement of snow with my son for the first time. And my husband's been in this country for 13 years and he's never been to the snow. Mm, we'll see. I know. He's like, he's like, what is snow? I'm like, I know. It's my husband's here. like, babe, is that? He's my, 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 I told my husband, he's like, really? That's really sad. I'm like, well, I mean, what? <laughs> At what point in my in my life did you think like I was just gonna go away snowboarding like snowboarding or <laughs> these activities that people speak of like and the one time we went to the snow we went with jeans like we had zero experience of snow wait that's why I think of when I like honestly like I want to go to the snow but then I think like I'm gonna be cold and I'm gonna be wet because well, because we, we, we didn't <laughs> wear proper gear I know and I've been researching and you know that there's actual places that you can rent snow clothes yeah i didn't know that <laughs> i'm, I'm sure. like oh wait so you don't have to buy yeah snow. but no there's like no we, actual yeah. shoes or tennis shoes and socks were, were were wet gloves <laughs> would be would be helpful we didn't have gloves we had we, were te- we had sneakers and like <laughs> jeans and big jackets and big jackets and like <laughs> And that's why I have like I have this memory that it was so wet all the time. Because it was really, it's like going to the beach, you know, with like not being prepared and just coming back all wet, full of like sand and like yeah, you know. I know. Also, wearing sunscreen is really important in the snow because all the sun yeah. reflects on the white, and it's actually you and people don't wear sunscreen in the I snow. Mean, you're like the sun sunscreen sun sunscreen advocate. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um. So. Hashtag pray for please dad so I can find a place. If you guys have any recommendations on snow places, like beautiful, just I want picturesque, just all I, I want like eight feet of snow deep. You know, I mean, I, I just want, eight feet. I don't even know. eight inches. I don't know. I just want to walk on snow. You're five six. You know, you're six. No, two. but isn't it like when you you get like you you get like a lot of feet of snow? You. I don't I'm know. I'm not six feet. <laughs> No, I'm five seven. Oh, okay, five, you're five seven. seven. So imagine eight. That's three more but isn't foot. It like, like, oh, we got like three feet of snow today. I think it's or inches. inches? <laughs> <laughs> Hence, again, I don't know anything about snow. Yeah, I, I think or any. Listen, I'm. It doesn't snow in Oaxaca either. Okay? <laughs> no, where we're no. from, there's zero. There's zero snow. No, I know. I'm excited about Christmas too. We're gonna stay home this year. I, I apparently I released the we're not going to Oaxaca trend. <laughs> <laughs> so we're staying at home and the kids are super excited. Also, my husband was thinking that we should book a Christmas vacation a week before Christmas or a week after Christmas. Yeah. Number one is half the price everywhere <laughs> we've looked. Yeah. And number two, it's kind of like cool because 
you take that time and then there's Christmas at home and then it's kind of like extends your vacation, mm-hmm. like your, you know, new vacay, kind of like mood a little bit. So I'm excited. Christmas. I mean, so that means like the end, the year is almost over, which is like crazy how time is going so much faster. That's such a, that's, that's like, that's like the, the number one mom, like, <laughs> like, right? When you're a mom, that's like the number one thing you, you talk about. It's like, <sighs> time is just, fa- I mean, I have a seven year old, dude. That's crazy. I have a four-year-old, seven-year-old, a one-year-old now. Well, um, I have a three-year-old, and it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. And then now with that, now the days being sh- that the days are about to be shorter. I don't know. I'm not a fall person. I love summer. Like I love fall. Fall. Ugh. It just it starts getting I depressing. In fall. No, <laughs> me and my husband fell asleep and f- fell asleep, fell in love in fall. <laughs> oh. And the other day, he told me, "I love you so much every year, but I love you more in fall because it reminds me when we fell in love." And I'm oh, like, yeah. that's so cute. Yeah, <laughs> so I love summer. I love I love fall. So anyway, speaking of fall, speaking of uh, love, speaking of making our lives better, today we have. A sleep expert in the yes. show, which is like I'm really excited, and it's like a long time coming, and I can't. I'm, she couldn't have come in a perfect way. We have Kimberly. So Kimberly has worked with babies and children for the past 23 years and is a postpartum doula, newborn newborn care specialist, and a lactation educator counselor. Um, so like a savior, a basically shining, shine, shiny. Se dice? A shining armor? Shining Shining arm mm, Whatever, you know what I mean. El blood prince el príncipe. La La princesa. I don't know. What, anyway, you guys know what babies I mean. and families are her passion. When she started her postpartum doula and newborn care, especially business, she saw a major need for sleep in all the families she worked with. So she founded Sweet Dreams LA. Um, babies need sleep for happiness, well-being, and overall development, and parents need sleep for that. Plus their relationships, family, life, and work life. Um, and she begins by creating a strong community in the home. So she's basically like Dude, you Mary know what? Poppins. I'm going to tell you guys, she gave us the best answer. She's going to tell us how to make our kids sleep longer. I honestly... So I, we can sleep longer. Uh, that was game changing for me. Yay. <laughs> and I'm like at Target.com right now buying all the stuff she told us. To. I'm all for it. I've I been mean, I've been wanting to, I've been dreaming of the day that I can sleep longer. And I was like, I know we're talking about sleep. How can I make them sleep longer? Dude, honestly, like Excited. when you guys see this, I, I'm going to start trying. I'm purchasing this thing today. <laughs> so I'm trying to see if that works. So we'll see. Yay, we'll keep you updated. Uh, well, without further ado, here is our interview with Kimberly, founder of Sweet Dreams LA. All right. Welcome to the show, Kimberly. Thank you so much for having me. You Thank come you at the coming. right time because we're about to do a, I was going to say season change. It's not a season change, a time change. Time change. So, yes. what better way to talk about sleep than now? Right. <laughs> the struggle starts getting. Really, real. I feel like the struggle never stops. Yeah. <laughs> so before we get started, because I know everyone's like a sleep expert. Yes. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get into this profession? How long have you been doing it? 
Great. Uh, well, I started as a postpartum doula and newborn care specialist. Mm-hmm. So I got certified as both, which means postpartum doula care does half new mother care and half baby care. Of course. Mm-hmm. So I support families in their own homes. Uh, newborn care specialist focuses solely on the baby care. So okay. I would do like 24 hours. I would do night so that moms can get their sleep. I also do breastfeeding support as I'm a lactation educator counselor as well. Oh my God. Yeah. So I just, everything. So you're like the fairy godmother. Yeah. Postpartum. <laughs> yeah. I like to think that sometimes. Um, and really anything that has to do with supporting the new mother. So I make lactation teas and lactation cookies and soups oh. and things like that to help her recovery. Nice. Um, so once I started doing that, you know, I was so busy and I realized the number one most important part of being a new mother or father is getting sleep for everybody. So yeah. babies, moms, dads, siblings. Yeah. Um, and what people don't realize sometimes is that their brothers and sisters are affected by babies not sleeping as well because Mm -hmm. their parents aren't able to give them as much attention as they would like. And sometimes they actually wake up during the night because, you know, the baby's up and down, up and down. So I realized this and I um, decided to get certified as um, a sleep trainer. And then I started my own um, sleep training business, um, Sweet Dreams LA. And I go into homes now and I um, do 48, 72-hour programs where I customize each program for the family. So you're there for 472 hours? Yes. Oh. Yes. So I feel like the so only then way... I don't have to sleep. So I can sleep and then you don't, you're the yes. one who doesn't sleep? Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, so of course, I have the parents involved where they're the ones putting the baby down and picking them up. But I'm there watching the monitor throughout the night, taking really diligent notes, uh, making sure the baby is number one safe. And, um, and I go over all the progress in the morning and... Because I'm there for 48 to 72 hours straight, I'm able to go over all the feeds, um, all the naps, night sleep, check out your routine, see what's going on, and customize programs individually for each family because every baby's different. So there's no such thing as a cookie cutter sleep training program. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, and some people offer something like that, but... I guarantee my program because I'm in the home with you. My team comes in. I have an amazing group of trainers who work with me and we're all obviously aligned and everyone um, is very nurturing and loving and supportive and go into the homes and really nurture the the parents as well as the baby throughout the process. So what age range do you specialize in? So I start as early as 10 weeks, uh, 10 weeks to two years old. I'll go a little over two years old, but usually I like to identify what the issue is if they're a little older than two. Sometimes they get that gets into like night terrors or any kind of like school issues or psychological problems. And so I'm not a therapist, even (laughs) though sometimes people think I am or like to think I am. um, I'm happy to be a counselor um, in the home. But yeah, so I kind of refer them out, but pretty much 10 weeks to two years old. Wow. And what is sleep training? So basically, when we go into the home, we customize a program for your baby so that your baby will be sleep trained, which means your baby will be falling asleep, going to sleep and back to sleep on his own without any assistance. So um, some people think sleep training is like, oh, they're sleeping through the night. Or Mm -hmm. some people think like, oh, how old was your baby when they slept through the night? And in reality, um, there's no such thing as a term sleeping through the night because even adults don't sleep through the night. Right. So constantly adults, children, and babies are going in and out of sleep cycles. So um, 
What happens is when a baby goes into a lighter sleep cycle, they're used to being fed or soothed to go back to sleep. Mm -hmm. So now it's just their habit that they're waking up in the middle of the night to be able to, you know, be fed or soothed. And then they have to be helped to go back down. Adults go through lighter sleep cycles, but because we're used to sleeping and we're good at what we do, um, we're able to just kind of go back down into it. Got it. Mm-hmm. Got I don't it. even realize. You yeah. don't even realize it as you're old when you're older. Right? Yeah, you don't realize what you're doing. And some people who have insomnia obviously can't go back down as easily. So it doesn't happen for everybody, but most adults don't feel when they're yeah. going into lower right. sleep. So let's talk about like the crying out method because I feel that's the most that's the one I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the crying out, yeah. I know. Um I know Paulina can't do that. I cannot one. do that. Um because I think that's like the most, the po- I don't know if that's the most popular one or I don't know what it is, but do you have a position on the crying out method for sleep training and does it work for everyone? Does it work at a certain age? Or maybe you can talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, that's a really good question. That's the question, the number one question uh-huh. I get, how much crying will there be? Um, and I just want to preface this by saying for every family, it's different. Right. I don't judge Every family has their own thing that works for them. Some people are opposed to sleep training. Some people are 100% gung-ho about it. Whatever works for your family is what I say you should Mm do. Um, The cry it out method um, is basically like giving the baby space um, on their own. And um, the name cry it out has a negative connotation. Mm -hmm. Like you're leaving your baby there and ignoring them the whole night. (laughs) Yeah. And so people, because adults put a negative connotation onto the term, because the adults are feeling like they're abandoning the baby. So the adults are actually putting their emotions on their baby. So it's actually, do you really think that you're abandoning your baby or that they think (laughs) that? Or do you, are you thinking that? Um, So I always like to kind of get to that like nitty gritty of why people say Mm -hmm. they don't like cry it out right off the bat. Um, Also, uh, my method is more of a figure it out method. So I let the baby have space to figure it out. Um, But of course, I'll go in if it looks like they're stuck or like uncomfortable or there's an unsafe position or there's a dirty diaper. Um, So mine is really based on monitoring the baby, Mm -hmm. taking really diligent notes and comparing his progress as we continue on Mm -hmm. and tweaking as we go. Because every baby is so different. I'll notice, you know, we'll try something and then if that doesn't work so well, we'll tweak it, try something else until we get there, until we find something that works. And really, I mean, we get to the bottom of the solution and that's why we guarantee it is because we figure out your baby in two to three days and we get wow. to the bottom of of what they need and really what they need to um, eliminate their negative sleep associations. Right. So negative sleep association just means they're given something that they can't do on their own mm-hmm. in order to go back to sleep. So like a pacifier, rocking to go back to sleep, feeding to go back to sleep. Um, so really we reinforce with positive sleep associations. So they get their routine before they go to bed and, you know, they get their, whatever they do, their bath and their book and their bottle and all of that. Um, and, uh, and there is some crying involved, of course, because that's how babies communicate. But really, the amount of crying within one to two days of this sleep program is super minimal compared to months and months of how much your baby will be crying without mm-hmm. being able to put themselves to sleep on their own. Right, right. So yeah. really, um, it's very minimal and we customize programs to um, so minimize tears. My baby, well, the reason why I don't do cry it out method, it's not that I don't believe in it. It's just that 
I had a really bad experience with my first daughter where I tried to do that and they called child services on me. So, you know, uh, I got really scared after that. And, you know, I don't really, it just really freaks me out. Um, So my husband and I usually have their baby sleep with us. Like that's our way of sleeping, right? Like we, we never, we're so blessed. We've never have to like suffer of like nobody sleeps in the house because the baby sleeps with me and I breastfeed it. But like right now my baby's a year old mm-hmm. and as much as I love being with her, not, not because of me, just because I feel like space wise for her, she moves a lot. She's one, my one baby that moves a lot and rolls around the, the bed. And sometimes I'm scared that she's going to fall out. I'm trying to transfer her to her own space. Um, but now she's used to either my breast right. or the bottle, you know, if I'm not there, so if she kind of wakes up, we just like my husband puts the bottle or I just gave her my breast and then she's just <sighs> goes back to sleep and then everybody's happy. Is it harder now that she's a year old? Like, is it is it is it now that she's so used to it or is it like, did I wait too long? What do right. You think? <laughs> um, so from a sleep training standpoint, um, you didn't wait too long if you were to try sleep training now. Okay. Like I said, um, if you were to hire us or if you were to do it yourself, um, we do it up to two years old. Um, but as long as you're giving your baby the negative sleep association of the bottle or the breastfeeding, right. that's what she's going to expect every time. Mm-hmm. So because it's really difficult to break those habits, um, that's why we go in and we're emotionally supporting you through it. Okay. Um, because really you do have to break that cycle of what you're doing because you can't expect different results from your baby if you're continuing the same process over time. Um, So you're definitely not too late. Uh, You can always start new routines. But uh, for me, I find that it's much easier before they go into a bed. So Mm -hmm. um, I do train babies that are in toddler beds, or I should say toddlers that are in toddler beds. Um, But it is nice to kind of nip it in the bud as soon as you can, uh, especially so that you can get your sleep too. Yeah, I mean, we've never never had problems sleeping um, Mm -hmm. with the baby like, you know, we actually love sleeping with a baby but i feel like it's more like she needs her space now you right. know what i mean right. um and also i've been thinking about should i because she's the third one and she's so used to the other two and the other two already sleep in their bed and you know i think sometimes i feel like it's easier when i when she's laying down with her other two sisters she sleeps faster so i'm like should i put her in her own room or should I leave them all together? Like, it's, I don't know if there's, it's a better way or like, is she going to be all lonely by herself? You know right. what I mean? Or is it like, should I put a little bit next to the sisters so they can all sleep together? Does that, does that make a difference sometimes? Like, is it more emotionally supportive for her? Right. I hear what you're saying. I definitely would um, ask the family in this situation if mm-hmm. I had someone asking me this, um, what their preference is. Because if you would like your kids to sleep in the same room, of course you can make that happen. I don't think necessarily she's going to be lonelier in her own room because she won't know anything else. Okay. Once she gets into a routine, that's just her routine and she, uh, she'll she sleep there and that's as long as you're consistent with it, that'll be her new thing. Um, I can see why she's probably more comfortable sleeping with her her, yeah. her siblings um, because there's people in the room. Yeah. So um, that becomes another negative sleep association because then if they're not there, she won't be able to sleep as well. I see. So if you do something consistent where she has her own independent sleeping space, then she'll learn that I can do this on my own. And it's actually not even 
babies take to it so well. It's not even like a huge transition. They're kind of like after a couple of days, like, oh, this is it. Okay, this is what I do now. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's more us, right? When they're when I yeah. put her down in her crib at nine, she's like, ah! I'm like, yeah. oh my God, what's wrong? Like, what did I do to you? Yeah. Are you okay? Like, is there a spider? I'm like, yeah. you know, I'm freaking out all the time. Yeah, but- you can go through the checklist too if you're worried, you know, if you hear her screaming and you're like, I don't know if there's something wrong. Like, was is she hungry? No, she ate. She's fine. Is she overtired? She could be overtired. You know, is she cold? Um, is she hurt? And once you go through all the checklists, you'll realize there's nothing that she needs after that. All I, of her needs are met. I mean, personally, I also feel like I'm not ready to break that breastfeeding bond yet, you know, and because I'm busy during the day at night is the only time where, you know, I get to like cuddle and breastfeed with her. So if I would to change her to her room, I would have to go in there in the middle of the night and feed her. Right. So if you're, if you were sleep training her, which, um, if you're going to put her into her own room in her crib, I would recommend doing it all at the same time. Okay. Uh, which it doesn't mean you should break your breastfeeding relationship. I actually am an advocate for breastfeeding and sleep mm-hmm. training. I do both. I have many clients that continue breastfeeding. Um, you know, you could kind of push her bedtime a little bit so you could get that last breastfeeding session in with her, okay. um, before she goes to bed. And then in the morning, your body will actually adjust to her feet. So, your body will continue to produce throughout the day. And she could, you know, if you were home, um, she could breastfeed with you throughout the day. Um, or if you're doing pumped bottles, I'm not sure. Um, you could give that to her and then save that last feed. But there is a way to push that, you know, her bedtime so that you could um, do that last breastfeed session. But it is it is positive. I think, yeah, <laughs> I think it's more on you what, what you yeah, would like to do. Me. And there's a way to do both ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How does um how does a session work with you? Like, I know there isn't a right type for every baby. And um, I know every family is different. But how do you determine how do you determine what's the best action um, for a baby, a family? And how does it work when you come in? Because I think it's the first time that I hear of yeah someone coming into my house for 72 hours and oh my god now my baby sleeps through the night which sounds <laughs> incredible and i wish i would have known you um when my i mean maybe you can still help me he's three but um how does that work with you yeah so we get started um with an intake questionnaire so once we book the client then the questionnaire goes out to them and it's a very in-depth questionnaire to kind of get an idea of what their routines like throughout the day what really what their goals and wishes are. Like if you were to have a magic wand, what would you want your sleep schedule to look like with your baby? And, um, you know, what it looks like with your, the siblings there, if there are any siblings, how many bedrooms are in the home, um, just to make sure that the baby has an independent sleep space um, in their own room, at least for the training. You could always transition them to be with the other kids. Um, but for the training, they need to have that independent space. And then once we go through that questionnaire, we have a, um, a phone call and we kind of talk through it a bit. And I kind of explain, you know, a few of the guidelines, the things that I request when I come over, which is like white noise machine. <laughs> Um, a blackout curtains or dark curtains, um, like, you know, a sleep sack and like footed pajamas mm-hmm. uh, and a lovey, like a soft blankie, like a muslin um, breathable blankie for the crib. And um, then I come over and I do a 90 minute consultation in home on our first night there. So we'll kind of chat with how, you know, see how things have been going, kind of go a little more in depth with the questionnaire and see what their um, normal lives are like. And, you know, mom or dad are both working or one's home, one's not. Um, And once again, to go over their goals. 
And then I kind of give them a breakdown of what's going to happen, you know, what I'm going to be doing, how I'm going to be monitoring the baby Mm -hmm. throughout the night and every nap, and how commitment is really important to this program. So when I leave, I do the hardest part. I do the first two to three days where that's the most difficult part. But when I leave, it takes about two weeks for the program to stick. So you kind of just have to continue exactly what we've been doing. And then I provide a month of unlimited support for these families. So calls, emails, texts to me, and uh, I reply within 24 hours. We also have three follow-up calls after. And so, um, and obviously I'm there with them the whole time. So I go through all of their feeds and their naps and their night sleep. And the parents are really amazed at how fast it works. And the reason why it works is because of the emotional support and Mm -hmm. because I am there for these families like 110% and I will not let them fail. And I understand how difficult it is to have a change and yeah. especially with your baby. And, you know, like I said, a lot of parents put their own emotions into onto the baby when it's not necessarily the case and babies have many reasons for crying. It's the only way they can communicate. Um, yeah. And then once I'm done and my team all does the same process that I do and they're all amazing. Um, then we go and uh, we hear how great they're doing and we get their follow-up calls and they're usually like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Like well, you're sleeping. like magic. Yeah. And then it's, so exciting for us too because it's the most rewarding to hear like the parents are reconnecting or they're watching movies at night and they're able to spend more time with their other kids and they're going to bed not like knowing and being reassured they're not going to have to wake up multiple times through the night and that in itself is priceless yeah yeah i know i've I've met so many moms that come like zombies sometimes because they can't sleep how many hours of sleep should a child be getting babies and toddlers right it depends on the age um so really if they are um infants um you know it's obvious well not really obvious to everyone but 16 hours is ideal um around the, the throughout the day the 24 okay. hour period um that's for two months to about five six months um and that's with 11 to 12 hour nights and um Two to th- sorry, three to four hours, hours at night. Yes, mm. for for under a year or yes, for, for up to six about six months, months. Oh, and okay. it usually sticks about the same. To be honest, um, some babies start cutting their naps down a little bit as they get into kind of toddler ages. Um, and once you know, once they hit about um, seven, eight, nine months, they drop that third nap. You know, because they have three naps. Um, really. And then they drop that third nap and they go to two naps, which is kind of nice for the parents because they can kind of block out their day and um, it's easier for them to go out and about and do that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And then, yeah. And then after a year old, it, it, this kind of varies. Um, some like daycares are, it's mandatory where they're only having one nap at one year, but you know, around 12, 13, 14 months, uh, baby shift to one nap a day. That is usually about two hours in the middle of the day. And uh, yeah, what's amazing is when you see these babies get sleep trained, they might wake up during the night, especially during any developmental leaps. So like if they're learning how to crawl or they're teething or um, they're walking, they'll practice all of these tricks. I always call them their fancy tricks um, in their crib because that's where they have the space now to do it. So sometimes they'll wake up in the middle of the night and just practice or, you know, do like the lunging forward when they're practicing crawling and um, that's great because that's their time to to, practice, practice. yeah, Mm -hmm. over and over and over again. And then um, they put themselves right back to sleep. So that's the best part about a sleep-trained baby is 
even if they wake up, even if their siblings are loud and wake them up, even if there's like the other night we had thunder and lightning at a sleep training I was at and uh, they were able to put themselves back to sleep. Oh, wow. By That's themselves. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so with daylight savings coming, are there any tips that we can implement in our sleep routines or does it like, does it really even affect it? Is it just in our head? Right. Head. Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, for most, some people listening to this are like, oh, we have to do something different, you know, because most people just go with the flow and they don't realize that there is something you can do. Um, some babies don't notice it at all and their sleep will kind of just adjust. Um, mm-hmm. It's funny. I feel like adults feel it more because yeah. <laughs> it gets dark and yeah. we lost an hour of sleep. You know, it's terrible, um, but it's all also in our head. Um but there is something you can do. So in order to adjust with your adjust your baby um, to technically losing the hour of sleep, um, you just put them down 15 minutes later, um, like about six days before. So say the six days before you put them down 15 minutes later, the next day you put them down 15 minutes later, next day 15 minutes later until you get to one hour later so oh. that when the hour actually comes, it, they're going to bed at the same time that they have been. Oh, that's such that a great sense. tip. Yeah. Yeah. You can do 15 minutes increments or 10. So if you actually, the six days would be for 10, obviously. So 10 minutes later, but we can just do four days of 15 minutes later. And then they don't even know anything changed. And it's amazing. And you can let them, if you wake them up in the morning at a certain time, if you can, you can let them sleep in 15 minutes later, 15 minutes later, 15 minutes later. So they really don't get affected at all. Got it. That's what I'm going to do for myself. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You could do that. My sister was saying that. She's like, I need that for myself. And yeah, that would work too. And this also, do you know, I mean, I know you only like focus on babies, but like I have a three-year-old and a Mm seven-year-old. During the summer, it's the opposite, right? Mommy, the sun's yeah. still out. Like, I can't go to sleep. Yeah. But now, it's like, okay, now it's time to go to sleep. And they they don't really want to go to sleep because now that, you know, they never want to go to sleep. But does it also work with kids that age? Right. You could definitely use that method when they're older. One thing I highly recommend are blackout curtains mm. for any age. So babies all the way up to kids, you know, adolescents, because the blackout curtains are going to trick their brain into thinking it's dark outside. It's nighttime. It. So as soon as the sun's about to set, you close those curtains. So even if they run into their room or something, it looks dark. Um, and that really helps. And also the reverse in the morning, make sure to open the curtains when it's morning so that they can adjust their circadian rhythm right. so they see the sun. And so it's triggering that, oh, it's morning. And it makes them realize like, okay, we're right. on this flow. I have a question for you. Yeah. Is there like, is there any, um, I'm going to say like sleep problems that you, like my almost my four-year-old i keep saying three but she just turned four my four-year-old right um i have a seven and a four they sleep in the same room i'm like okay it's time to go to bed they read a book you know my seven-year-old five minutes in she's sleeping this four-year-old she'll just everybody will at home will go to sleep and she'll keep talking to herself playing in the dark you know, she's just telling herself stories and she comes out, mommy, I want another kiss. And then I'm like, okay, go back to bed. And then I, you know, she goes back five minutes later or there's sometimes I hear her, like, I, I'm like, what's that sound? And she's like right behind me, you know, <laughs> um, it, like, and sh- sometimes I don't really know what time she goes to sleep, to be honest with you. Right. Right. Um, 
I don't know. Sometimes I, I we fall asleep before her. Okay. Is there something that I should be looking out for? Like, you know, because she's only four. Right. And everybody else at home sleeps really well. Yeah. But she does it. And she wakes up at the same time. Um, I don't know. If, sometimes she's very cranky. I don't know if that has something to do with it. But I don't like she's four and I don't really know if she has an issue or is that normal? Like, have you seen that in kids? Right. Um, so I have a um, category of babies I sleep train called FOMO babies. <laughs> and it is a real thing. And it's these babies that are feel like they're missing out. Yeah. So yeah. they almost keep themselves awake because they don't want to miss out on something. Yeah. They want to be aware of what's happening. Like, I want to be in it, you know? And it's funny because it kind of makes me laugh. My parents told me when I was little that I used to hit my foot at the end of my bed for like an hour or sing or whatever. Um, part of it I think is that children needs to release energy in order to relax so okay. part of it I do feel like they're releasing energy and that's how they're calming down some babies even um, when they're sleep trained will like to you know even kind of whine like an uh that's how they're releasing mm-hmm. or when they start to talk they talk themselves to bed mm-hmm. so it's not that much of a surprise especially if your daughter's like a FOMO type of, <laughs> of girl um, that she wants to stay awake but also she could be trying to settle herself and okay. kind of you know release some of that energy. I also would recommend um, kind of starting her routine maybe a little earlier um, and make sure you're sticking to a good bedtime routine, something that's solid that you could follow every night with her. So they're all signs that indicate that she's going to bed soon. Yeah. Um, And you dim the lights, you talk quietly um, and you keep that routine up with her because that's really important for kids like that. It's, it's so weird because they, we, they both have the same routine, right? And mm-hmm. the seven, you know, we even have like sometimes the app, the meditation app for kids and the seven year old, like, I'm like, Oh, Krista. And she's like, gone. Right. But I've tried, I mean, I've tried so many things there. So sometimes like, is there something like going on that I'm not aware of? Like, it's her brain just going like a thousand miles per hour. Cause it's, it, it, they're both have the exact same thing. Right. But then yet one goes to sleep like I don't know what time. And yeah. she sleeps everybody. My mom, like everybody, like she sleeps like and we don't really know what time she yeah. goes to sleep. It's a mystery. That's interesting because babies are so different. All all sleep trained families are like, the first one was an amazing sleeper. This one we have no idea what's going <laughs> on. Um, because babies and kids are all different, just like yeah. we're all different. So she could just be that that's her personality. But I think what works for those kids is to give them more of a downtime, like a slow okay. down, mellow time where you talk slower, you talk quietly, you play calm music. You could even try doing white noise machine with her. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you turn the white noise machine on, that's triggering the association that it's time to go to sleep. Um, and I think that might work well with her too. Uh, I don't think it's really anything to worry about necessarily unless, you know, unless she's eating sugar or something where she's just hyper at the end of the night. Um, and if that's the case, even fruit has sugar. So I would kind of look at that as well. Um, so maybe check that out. But other than that, just do the routine. You could try the white noise and start like her routine a little bit earlier before bed because she sounds like she just needs a little bit more time to wind down. Yeah. What is a good bedtime routine for children? Talk about maybe babies and then toddlers. What would be a good bedtime routine for a baby and maybe someone who's three or four years old? Yeah. Um, so they kind of would be the same. The only difference would be if the baby's getting a bottle um, before bed. So... Um, Pretty much, you know, you can kind of change it up according to what you prefer. The only thing that I mentioned to my 
clients is that if you give your baby a bottle to make sure that um, they're ha- they're taking the bottle 20 to 30 minutes before getting put down. Okay. Because that ensures their digestion's okay, that they're not going to have gas and they have an easier time going down. Um, my most common routine that I see with families or that we incorporate is um, usually, you know, the um, bottle or it depends if they do the bottle before or after bath, but say they're going to do the bottle after bath. Um, so they'll just do bath, then they'll do um, pajamas and bottle and uh, a book or song and you're kind of stalling to get that 20 to 30 minutes so that they have time to digest and then you put them in their sleep sack which i recommend for sleep for babies and um and then you can i always actually recommend that parents give their babies pep talks before bed okay so before they go to bed i always say it's like fake it to fake it till you make it and even if parents are nervous that their babies aren't going to sleep well or maybe they weren't feeling well that day like oh i don't know how they're going to sleep tonight it's really important for the parents to tell their babies, like, look, you're going to do amazing tonight. You're going to be an amazing sleeper. We can't wait to see you in the morning. We love you very much. And even if you feel nervous, you're passing on that positive energy to your baby. Mm-hmm. So they feel like you got this. Mm-hmm. They feel like you have oh, the confidence so because whether or not you know, you're actually passing on energy that they're picking up on. Mm-hmm. Some babies are really anxious going to bed because their parents are anxious that they're not yeah. going to sleep well. Yeah. So do that pep talk and it'll be good for you. It'll be good for your baby. Um, same with toddlers. Toddlers, the same thing. They really um, relate with a pep talk because they want to know like, oh, wow, like mom or dad's in my corner. Like, I got this, you know, like they're confident in me. If mom or dad feels shaky, then they're not going to feel so good about it. It's like the whole flight attendant analogy. Like when there's turbulence, you look at the flight attendant to be like, huh, is she nervous that there's turbulence right now? Should I be worried? Your kids are doing the same thing. They're looking at you to be like, huh, is she nervous? How is she feeling about this? They pick up on that. Oh, that's pretty awesome. What about kids who are great going to bed and all of a sudden you wake up and they're right next to you and you don't know what time they come into your bed? Like That happens a lot. How how does that work? Yeah. How do you... How do you stop that? Yeah. So the interesting thing is, um, is this all goes back to how you're responding to your toddler when they get out of bed. So I actually wanted to comment. I'm glad you brought this up again on what you were saying where, you know, they're hopping out of bed and I need another kiss. I need this. And of course, you know that they're just pushing the envelope to see yeah. what they can get away with. <laughs> it's really about how you respond to them when they wake up. They're looking for any type of of um, reinforcement, right. positive or negative. They want reinforcement. So no kiss. So, yes. <laughs> so when they come over to you, like, I need a kiss, you can say, okay, one kiss and that's it. That's all we're doing. And you can give them the one kiss, but then you have to stick to it. Um, a lot of kids come out of the rooms because they just want to spend time with their parents or yeah. they don't want to miss out. Once mm-hmm. again, FOMO kids, you know? Um, so they'll come out of the room and I highly recommend to parents, you don't say a word to them and you just walk them right back to the room and put them in their bed and walk out. They come back out. You don't say a word. You just walk them back in their bed and put them back in. They won't love it because they don't really understand what's going on, but you're also not giving them what they want. Um, eventually they're just going to give up because you're, they're, they're not getting the kiss or the water or the milk or whatever they're asking for. Um, and then they just stay in their bed. Mm, nice. I, like I actually, the I like yeah, the no talking thing is great. I actually recommend another thing for um, babies that are going to be moving into their toddler beds. Mm-hmm. I recommend putting a gate on their door beca- before they move to the bed. Right. So when they're in the crib, put a baby gate on their door. 
That way, when they're moving into their toddler bed, they'll already have recognized the, the gate the there. Gate, yeah. So they're not freaking out like, what is this gate? Mm-hmm. Like jail. <laughs> but in a way, it keeps them in their room, which is reminding them also, this is where we sleep. And if your child calls out and is like, you know, mom, like, I don't want to go to sleep or whatever, you can say one time the same thing. You could say, honey, like it's time to go to sleep now. You're safe. We love you very much. Good night. That's it. That's your one reinforcement. They know that they feel safe and that you heard them and then you go to sleep and then they can fall asleep on their floor. And as long as they're sleeping in their, their room, they're still in their room and that's great. Okay. Um, they, you know, can go, they'll eventually go back to their bed because they're not getting what they want out of it. If you don't want to do the gate thing, you just have to be very consistent with how you're reacting to them when they come to your room. I have one trick question for you. Yes. It's the weekend and I want to sleep more. Okay. How can my kids sleep more? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a really good solution Tell for this. Me. That's what I okay. want to know. <laughs> I have a good solution for this. So one of my favorite tools ever with toddlers is the stoplight alarm. If you've ever heard of this, I don't no. know if you've heard. No. It's a stoplight alarm clock. Basically, because toddlers can't tell time yet, um, it's a there's a red and green, uh, there's a yellow, but you'll never use the yellow, red and green on the stoplight on the alarm clock. You set the time for when the green light goes on, which means they can get up out of their bed. Oh, yes. So yes. you can order on Amazon. I wish I had a plug for it right now, but um, you just type in stop. What? Yeah. <laughs> Stoplight alarm clock. This is a and game you put it, Yes. Yes. Find this right now. Yes. And you put it in their room and you set whatever time. And this helps with the time change because even though their bodies might say like, wait, it's time to wake up. Um, they'll, they won't see the green light. The, all they have to know is green and red. Okay. Red means they have to stay in their bed. Green means it's Go. time to get up. Go. <laughs> and Can I um, put it noon? Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> this is really long. Oh my god. Um, I'm hungry. Yeah. You're like out to brunch at that point. You're like, oh, it's okay. The, lo- the stoplight hasn't gone off yet. I'm gonna put their cereal inside the room. See, uh, and yeah. Just be like, just stay in the yeah. room till the green light. I was actually gonna say a funny story about this. So a friend of mine, she used to be a nanny for this amazing family, and they had this system with the stoplight. And um, this friend of mine now is one of uh, the sleep trainers on my team. She's amazing. But uh, it was so great to hear the story because they had the stoplight and they had um you know i think he was five years old when they did this or maybe four and he would wait for the green light to go on and then he'd go into the kitchen four or five years old the parents would be in bed they would leave a cereal for him on the table and the milk low and he would pour his milk and cereal and had breakfast and they knew that you know he could have his breakfast and everything when it was time do that and For you know, real? honestly, that it really so works. Good. And if your your I'm kids still come one. out and they're rebelling against the stoplight thing, you could do a rewards program where you have a sticker chart and you you know you say, oh, you get a sticker if you stay in your bed. If you get five stickers, you can plan for whatever they're working towards. You know. Yes, uh, that's okay. Thank you so yes. much. Yeah. Well, with that, let's yes. take a break, um, and then come back with our super my picket for the week. I don't know if there's gonna be a better than this one, but I think. <laughs> All right, we're back. Hey, super mamas. Paulina and Brisa here. We just want to remind you to rate and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, follow us on Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, have you seen us rocking our Super Mama swag? Well, we want you to join in. Use promo code SMPODCAST at checkout on supermamas.com slash swag for 15% off your next order. 
Again, that's code SMPODCAST on supermamas.com slash swag for 15% off. Okay, now back to the show. Okay, and we're back. Before we get into pick a tip of the week, I want to talk about traveling. We didn't get to traveling. Um, maybe, maybe we can talk about it just really quick. And if you have any tips or ideas on, on travel, how to adjust kids to a new time zone and to your thoughts on melatonin i'm going to confess i give my kid one gram of melatonin every time we're on the plane um 30 minutes we take off and he sleeps through the entire flight yeah <laughs> and it's been amazing for me um but i don't know if i'm doing something wrong right right um so we'll start off with uh travel so uh in regards to timing out your baby or child's naps for the flight, mm-hmm. I would just make sure that your baby wakes up right before you're going to leave to get in the car to go to the airport. So that way they get one full nap at home or one full night's sleep before you leave. So you just time it out so they just wake up right before you leave because okay. you know, like once you get to the airport, there's so much more that, you know, goes on. They're not going to be able to go down right away, probably not until you get to the plane. Um, so I recommend that uh, um, so that they're not overtired for your travel day. In terms of uh, different time zones, there's a lot of different ways to do it. Um, if the family is traveling for more than one week, I recommend switching the time zone to wherever they're traveling to. Switch your baby onto that time zone. If it's less than a week, just stay on your local time Okay. because it's not worth switching back over when you get back. Um, just just you know, be super late or super early, depending on your time zone, um, to dinner or to bed or whatever it is, and they won't actually f- get phased by it. They'll be just their body clock is just so on. Awesome. Um, and then in regards to melatonin, um, I have had experience as a nanny way back in the day uh, with the family I worked for that gave their kids melatonin. Um, they got super anxious with travel, so I think, or it was more excited. I think the kids got really excited. So the first couple nights we gave them melatonin because. Um, they were just, they couldn't calm down and melatonin is natural homeopathic. Um, I actually take it for me when I need to get sleep, when I've been working a lot of nights and, um, as if it works for you and your doctor says it's okay, I say go for it. Um, but I do look at the root of the issue. So I would not ever recommend it to parents as an everyday, every night thing, not every day for naps or not every day for nights, which I know you're not using it like that. But, um, just to make sure when you're talking about melatonin that it's not a blanket statement across the board that it's okay to use it whenever. I definitely would look at the root of the problem first and I would look at your, your bedtime routine first. If there's something going on where every night's a hard time going down, I would look at your bedtime routine. Okay. That's great. Awesome. awesome. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So then let's talk about our pick a tip of the week. I, there's a couple of things that I used um, when my child was younger that I absolutely loved. Um, and I'm so happy that you mentioned the blackout curtains because that was one of the things that I registered for. Great. And I think it's one of these things that people forget to register for when their baby showers are always thinking of blankets or, right. or things. But I think blackout curtains are were great for me and they're still awesome. great for me. Great. Um, and then I choose the Cloud Island um, by Target. Target has, I mean, obviously we love Target in every single way, but um, Cloud Island brand has great blackout curtains that are super cute and actually work out as well. So nice. that would be my good one. Yes. My tip this week, it's going to be um, another aid for sleeping too. I have two. The okay. first one is uh, like you have to get a good monitor, right? Yes. Uh, monitors are great. 
Um, I have one that I actually got at Target too. Um, I will post the link on the um, notes, but they have a great variety of them and it depends on what you want. There's some that are like wireless. I, I have um, the one that is, I have double, have one for the girls, one for the baby, and then one, and then I have a monitor in the, in the living room. Um, but that has helped me a lot with, um, either like just the sleep training, but also just like trying to monitor my daughter and see what she's doing, you know, cause yeah. that's how I know that she's just like yeah. yapping away or sitting and, and, Another issue that I've had with her, um, and you know, we were talking about melatonin is, uh, that she, she suffers a lot of from growing pains, mm-hmm. um, and it disrupts her sleep a lot. So I got, uh, some melatonin that are especially for kids and they're natural. They're called wink naturals, mm-hmm. um, and they're melatonin supplements. Um, they're melts and, um, I was really hesitant about using them, but because she suffers so much from it. And I remember when I was a kid, I used to suffer a lot from the growing pains and she just really, really suffers from it. So I was decided that I went those days, I give them to her and that helps her sleep so much better. Um, Their Wink is called Wink Naturals and it's um, a brand for kids as well. Great. Oh, I actually just found a really cool um, uh, nightlight and a sound machine at the same time. Great. That changes oh. color. So nice. it goes from, and I just, I'm just like researching this whole like <laughs> night stop yeah. color now. Like I'm like way deep in it. Yeah. But I found one in Target. It's called Hatch Baby Rest Night Light and Sound Machine. And you can actually um, control it by your phone. Obviously, you control everything by your phone nowadays. Mm-hmm. But it's, um, it's also a, uh, it's a sound machine. And um, a time to rise indicator. It's basically nice. all in one hub, uh, which I'm going to buy right now um, <laughs> nice. by Hatch Baby. It's Hatch Baby Rest Night Light and Sun Machine. That's amazing. I'm going to link this on our Superman notes too. Oh, I have something really quick I can add oh, on the please. blackout curtain thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay, so blackout curtains, of course, amazing. They work great. When you travel, so this will link both of them together. You know, hotels don't always have blackout curtains. They don't always have their ideal situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I actually travel with a roll of um, black trash bags and painter's tape. Oh, so wow! So is, I keep yep. that in my in my suitcase so that when I'm ready to pack for the babies, I I have all, that's it. Painter's tape, black. Um, trash you have bag. your little kit. I kind of rip the, my kit. Yeah, I kind of rip them open at the seams, and I I tape the windows in the hotel rooms and put the painters tape on there so it doesn't take the tape off or anything. It doesn't harm it, mm-hmm. and you have instant blackout curtains, and you don't wow. have to travel with them, and then you don't have to worry about conditions when you get there. So you like you travel tip. with families too? Yeah, ah. yeah. I was um working with the family for six months as their uh, newborn care specialist and then their sleep trainer, and we were in sounds like London, a very fancy Italy. family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we like, were wow. we traveled all over Europe and uh we were in Italy for like 3 months and yeah, and I've traveled all over with babies to Switzerland and to um Italy and again another time and all across the United States. So yeah, that's the kind of life I want to be living. In. <laughs> okay, well thank you so much for being here. Yeah. I found the oh, mo- the monitor. Oh, oh, it's the fine. Motorola uh baby video baby monitor for two cameras. Oh, amazing. With two cameras. So because one isn't enough. One isn't enough. <laughs> I have three kids. I know. Are you I know. I know. <laughs> but get that. Thank one you so ca- much. You know one camera's for your husband, the other one's for your baby. Don't try. Well, you know, that's that's called GPS, girl. <laughs> GPS. <laughs> 
okay. thank you so much for being here you oh, have no idea how much you're, you are welcome. like saving our lives yeah. right now oh my gosh i'm so glad so and there's many more, tips there's more information too on uh sweetdreamsla.com yes and, and how can moms find you hire you stalk you yeah <laughs> so um i'm actually on instagram sweetdreamsla I'm also at, like I just said, sweetdreamsla.com. Uh, we're on Facebook as well in Sweet Dreams LA. Um, and you can fill out a short form online so I can get an idea of what's happening and we'll respond to you right away and we can chat with you about our program. Awesome. Thank you awesome. so much. Yay. Thank, Thank you, you guys. So fun. Thank you. Bye. Hey, sisters. Thank you so much for listening. Hope all of you guys are subscribed to our newsletter. If you're not, make sure you hit that subscribe button on superromas.com. We will be sending out invites to upcoming events, promos, and super cool surprises your way. And of course, you can always keep up with us through the gram at underscore superromas and on Twitter, also at underscore superromas and in the face at superromas podcast. Oh, one more thing. We want to hear your Supermama moment of the week to share with all of you sisters. Call into our hotline, 424-329-3707, and leave us a message, or simply email us a voice note to hello at supermamas.com. Very soon, we could be featuring you on the show. Please remember to leave your name and Instagram handle for a chance to be featured. Much love, and see you next week. Supermamas!